Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. And welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle. It's actually quite nice outside, even though I know it's overcast. But when you live in the Northwest, overcast is just a kind of a normal part of your day. Every day is beautiful around here. It is gorgeous here. It's just stunning. And it's so fresh. I actually have um, poor Alyssa when she's coming over in the morning because I work at home and Alyssa is my assistant. A lot of times I leave the door open a little bit because the cats are running in and out the back door in the morning. And I just don't want to get up every five minutes and open and close the door. I'm a human cat door right now that it's winter. There's a very large cat that has just shown up. <laughs> yeah. Hairless. Oh, hey, what's up, Alyssa? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're so funny. I'm kidding. So I have a cat door, but during the winter, it's because it's not very well insulated. It goes in my slider. And so I take it oh, out yeah, in the yeah, winter because yeah. mm-hmm. it's kind of chilly, right? So I leave the door open because I'm meditating and saying my affirmations. You've got a lot, got a lot going on. A lot on. going on morning and I can't be disrupted by the cats running in and out. So you're right. Every day is beautiful. Even when it's, uh, I think it was 45 degrees on my way in today. Brisk. It was a little brisk, but it was just gorgeous. So you and I were talking at the top before we actually went live that there's this, you know, kind of thing going on the internet about Uh, a parent whose wife gave birth. Yeah. Um, There was a particular request, uh, for the staff of the parents to be that there were no black nurses there during the birthing and it really has struck a chord all over and it's trending and i don't know like i still think people are just so ignorant and (laughs) it's so hard to hear this is it hard it 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 really is just i mean we're we're the same people come on it has nothing to do with what color you look like or i mean it just it still puts me off a little bit. It's hard Does for me it? to talk about it. Yeah, because, you <laughs> know, so I, I've been, well, because I've been raised to be, you know, love right. everyone. Everyone's the same. And that's right. how it should be. And it's hard to think back, obviously, like right. 40, 50 years ago. And that's where right. I, that was the norm. Like, you know, everyone was right. separated and discriminated for and vice versa. But it's still frustrating to hear. It, it's I, sad to think that we haven't evolved yes. enough and that mm-hmm. a person would even even consider making a request like that. Right. And I bet no nurses want to be in that birthing room. Well, the nurse apparently <laughs> I'm is... sure it doesn't matter what color or what age they are or even gender. Nobody wants to be in that delivery right. room. <laughs> right. There's a case now uh, pending. It's it's there's she's apparently suing the hospital now for uh, it's all just kind of a it's big just kind mess. of crazy. Yeah, yeah. But I can understand if it were you know, if I was uh, at the hospital and I felt uncomfortable, obviously, uh, without clothes on and I was in particular whether I was in front of a male or female I can understand that just that's a mean like a gender request that's a comfort level right Mm -hmm. that's a comfort level but Mm -hmm. specifically having uh someone of topical disrupt (laughs) you know like it just uh, it it blows my mind on just still people think this way and it's like really like well luckily it's a small percentage I know I know that's very and maybe these things happen every once in a while so that we Mm -hmm. all become a little bit more conscientious reality more compassionate and more honest with ourselves and the people around us. Maybe that's why this you know, happens every once in a while. So that we just do a little check-in and go, oh, yeah, this exists in some parts of the world. And still, you know, obviously in the U.S. Um, to some degree. 
and that um, we will all continue to work on erasing anything that separates us in any way, shape, or form. I'd, so, yeah, know. let me just interrupt real fast. So if anyone wants to look, you can obviously go on Bing or MSN or whatever, and it's basically the hospital's getting sued for granting no black nurses upon Ooh. nurses upon the request of the patient and personnel in the care of their child. So who's suing the hospital then? Because uh, it wouldn't be the family. It says the the nurses. The ah, African, the I'm black actually nurse, liking yep, that. Is suing <laughs> after uh, it's inflicted. Yes, so. I think that's actually a, a good thing because I, I agree. I think that that is what can disrupt disrupt or mm-hmm. stop this type of behaviors if we don't allow it. If we go, what are you talking about? <laughs> I think that that's actually probably a pretty good lawsuit uh, in in terms of healing this type of perspective. Because if we give credence to these types of requests, then we're saying that they're actually g- legitimate or important when they're not. They're obviously not. Yeah. So apparently, I mean, again, just in in just rough over. Basically, Poor Benny. He's having a hard time with this I one. didn't know I was going to bring it up. That's <laughs> why I'm trying to read as fast as I can to make sure I, I, I'm no, properly disclosing information. Uh, so apparently the hospital ha- agreed to know, the father's that's what request. I can tell. And yeah. so that's the, that's why she's going after them, yeah, saying, whoa, good. wait just a second. And then there is mention of a uh, swastika tattooed, uh, but there's no official on that. That's, of course, hearsay, but with the Just gets more complicated. Exactly. That's what I was trying <laughs> to say. I didn't want to get into more complicated. it. It's still a mess, and it's sad yeah. that it's happening. Well, you know what's funny is today we're going to be talking about metaphors, and everyone interprets things differently. You know, like maybe the hospital staff was thinking, well, let's protect all of our beautiful nurses, no matter what culture they come from or if they happen to have slightly different skin tones. I- I've always um, been in love with culture. I, I From uh, the mm-hmm. time I was a small child, I've just found every type of language, any type of difference in another person, I've always been attracted to it, always. And I love that my... Children have gorgeous pigment in their skin. <laughs> There's something about it that I find to be very, very attractive. You're so, not slightly jealous at all, are you? Jealous of, oh, yeah, <laughs> I am actually. I love that contrast. I, I love I love that contrast. I think it's really gorgeous. Yeah, I wish my skin was darker. That's true. That is absolutely true. You picked up on that. So, it, so the interesting part is that we all translate things differently. Like even a person who's uncomfortable with someone else, they have a perception or a translation of whatever's going on differently than another person. And who knows, maybe the hospital was actually trying to protect its staff which um, could have very well been true and kind of makes sense. You know, you don't want to put anyone at risk either, you know, during the birth of a child or any type of hospital procedure. And that's the other thing, too. I mean, the hospital obviously had every right. I'm not to get into this again, but (laughs) it's like they had every right to also deny them from arriving in the first place and say, you know what? I think you should be more. uh, Might be more comfortable in another hospital. hospital neighbor, unless it's the only one in town. That would be kind of frustrating that way. Might be a small town. We're not sure. That could be a stereotypical comment, but we're not sure. Nope. But Flint, Michigan's fairly large. I don't know. Don't know the geographic location. So so in metaphors, mm-hmm. the universe is always communicating yeah. to us, right? Constantly. Even in this conversation that we're having, even though it's an uncomfortable conversation and it's embarrassing that are, you know, that parts of our country are still having issues like this, you know that something is happening metaphorically to all of us and all of us kind of uniquely. That's the beauty about symbolic sight or the ability to receive messages from the unseen world is that it actually is translated based on your own personal beliefs because clearly you and I have very different beliefs than this family who's in the news now and how embarrassing for them too. I'm sure that they're learning the hard way to perhaps change their views, right? Which is 
an uncomfortable way. So we're all very unique. We've all had many, many different life experiences. And so when we're translating metaphors, when we're listening, hearing, feeling, or having some sort of tactile experience from the universe, it's going to come into us the way we translate it by our own personal experiences. So a lot of people, when they're trying to figure out what the universe is saying to them, when they get an image, they're looking in books, they're asking other people what it means. They think that somehow the translation comes from the outside world, but it doesn't. It comes from your inside world, totally from your inside world. Um, Just like in this conversation, I hope you don't mind, Benny, I'm reading your energy. I can tell that, that, you know, individualization is very important to you very important to you. And that's why this touches such a chord with you, because you you think that it's crazy, which I agree is completely crazy, but it touches a deep chord with you um, because the uniqueness of each individual is something that is profoundly important for you. Would you say that's true? I completely agree. Right. And and so, so we know a little bit about your personality. Number one, you need to have freedom. You need to be able to express as as clearly as possible to others. And so notice how even as we're taking the information from this complicated topic and, and I'm kind of connecting it to you in some way, we're learning a lot about you. And so that's why when we're understanding our metaphors, we have to look inside what does it mean to me when I read something, when I hear something, when I feel something, when I see an expression from creation, what does it mean to me personally? And, and it's not just about the mind, it's about the soul, about feeling what the soul uh, feels, which could be a, an accumulation of thousands of thousands of years into this wonderful person who's sitting across from me in the studio today and all the things that you believe in. That's how we translate metaphors. So that's what we're talking about today on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're going to take a little break here at the top of the show. Then I'm going to come back and take phone calls and talk more about metaphors because I would love for everyone who's listening to be able to start to have a healthy, positive relationship with the universe where you feel confident and you can trust your own experience and expression of source. We'll be right back. Marie is delighted to announce that she will be teaching two interactive workshops at both Hollyhock locations this year. First up is her intuitive health workshop at the beautiful Cortez Island in British Columbia, June 14th through the 19th. This tranquil setting is the perfect backdrop to invigorate your self-healing skills with intuition. November 8th through the 10th, Marie will be back at Hollyhock, Vancouver, BC location to teach a two and a half day workshop on connecting to guidance. Learn how to open the channels of communication with your guides and tap into vast resources of wisdom. Don't forget to register online at hollyhawk.ca. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We bring a unique talk radio blend your way every Friday and Saturday on 1150 KKNW. From pop culture to the paranormal, you get variety in a conversational style. Whether it's UFOs or ESP, angels or the afterlife, Bigfoot or your big dreams, everything is fair game on our show. Join the A-Team of Alternative Talk Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on the station that leads the pack without following the herd. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM.
What you hear isn't just any beat. It's the actual heartbeat of a child in need. This is Ryan Tedder from One Republic. The beat of our new song, Feel Again, was created with heartbeats of children in need. Find out how it can help frontline health workers save millions of children at everybeatmatters.org. Brought to you by Save the Children and the Ad Council. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there's a variety of ways to do so. You could become Marie's friend on Facebook or even follow her on Twitter. Check out Marie's website. There's tons of new features like Chakra of the Month, a live Twitter feed, and three PDFs with extensive exercises for your chakras. You can also sign up for Marie's free quarterly newsletter and also get your questions answered in her Dear Marie column. Simply email Marie your question and she will answer it in an upcoming edition. Marie also will be speaking and signing books throughout the U.S. in 2013. Find out if she'll be in your area on her events page at energyintuitive.com. Notice anything different? You should. There's no other station like Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to the Marie Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle. We're talking about metaphors. Some people call it symbolic sight, but of course, it doesn't matter whether you're feeling something, hearing something, or you're having a knowingness, which is kind of a, a, an accumulation of all the senses. It's really about translation, how you translate this. That's the key. People ask me all the time, how do you know that? And I think that for me, I just find metaphors fascinating and interesting, and I'm not frightened by them, or nor, nor do I think they're strange. And so when you allow yourself to really seep into the, the possibility with curiosity of what something could mean, I think many, 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 many doors open. Why don't we go to our phone lines and see if we can talk about this a little bit further? Sounds like a plan. And before uh, we do that, let's also give out, uh, unfortunately, today we're going to be spitting uh, some different numbers at you just for today's show. Uh, if you want to call in and join us, it's 425-373-5527. That's uh, in the local area of Seattle and Outlying. Or toll-free, 888-298-5569. And uh, we will hit up Anita. She's actually calling in from Georgia. So, Lovely. Anita, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Anita. How are you? Good. Thank you. Um, you know, I, I've listened to a few of your archives. You have such lovely energy. Oh, thank you. You're thank welcome. you very much. And, and thanks for calling, too. How's Georgia? What's, what's the weather like right now? Uh, it's sunshine, and oh. I love sunshine. Oh, okay, Ben, <laughs> and... we need to board a plane. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, of course, it's cold, but not as cold as the Northeast. Yes, exactly. I know. It's it's a little bit challenging right now on the East Coast. So yes, so yes. what can I do for you today? Yes, uh, I had, um, right now, you know, I am uh, kind of at the crossroads in, in my personal life, professional life, just about everything. But I think the professional life is kind of moving in, uh, you know, there's some light at the end of the tunnel in terms of something uh, that I think is going the right way. But uh, my question today really was about my relationship with my right. spouse. I've been uh, married for a number of years, right. and uh, we live on the different. We live on in different continents, and uh, <laughs> and uh, it's not easy. Yeah. and uh, we have different values. And I guess I'm trying to ask you: is what uh, what can you read from my energy, sure. or what do my spirit guides? tell you about what are the next practical steps because what I'm doing is 
you know, for me, I'm thinking, what's the point of separating? Because I might divorce a John, John and marry a Joe with the same values, unless <laughs> I have not worked on myself. <laughs> well, well, first of all, you live on separate continents. So if it's financially better for the two of you to stay married, you can. You can stay married. That's perfectly fine, right? You know, it's funny. Before we went live on the show, and this is the beautiful thing or uh, about metaphors, is I started to see a relationship that I had in my mind um, about 13 years ago, I had a relationship. It was really the first time I, I fell in love, quite frankly. And, uh, and I, yeah, I know I was 40 years old, so it took me a long time to fall in love. Age is only a number, Marie. It's only a number. It's only a number. It's only a number. And, uh, and I was, you know, very in love with this person. And we had different ideas about how we wanted our life to go together. Even though he had been married before, he never had his own children. I had my three kids. He wanted his own kids. I didn't want any more children. It took me a while to figure that out. It took him a while to figure out that he wanted his own children. And and so ultimately we ended up ending the relationship because, you know, things were going in opposite directions. I kept seeing my career blowing up. That's what I kept seeing. And and of course, you know, he didn't really know that much about my work. Not really. And I was in the beginning stages of my work. And so he kind of looked at me kind of perplexed. But I had this overall sensation that having more children wasn't my life path and that this other thing that really hadn't happened yet was my life path. So that must be where you're at. You're at this place where you see this emergence of many new things on your landscape and there are things that are holding you back. Personally, when I look at the relationship for you, what's holding you back is your mind. So in other words, you staying in this relationship isn't going to slow you down. You already live separately. It's like you're already separated. <laughs> you know, really, seriously, you are. For 10, 10, 11 years now, yeah. Right. And so if you want to get a divorce, which, you know, I, I'm, I'm not against divorce at all. I'm just looking at some practical things like you can just go ahead and have a wonderful life and still be married with this person if you want to because he's okay maintaining the legal limits of your relationship as well, if that's what the two of you want to do. Um, and and just mentally tell yourself the truth. You are divorced. You're divorced. I mean, seriously. Yes, I am. I am. But at the same time, mm-hmm. uh, of course, I have to first, uh, you know, bloom and manifest in my career. And I know I will uh, along the line. It's going to take time. So even I am in this sort of integrative health where, it's not manifested yet, but I, I know I can, I, I feel it me. Right. So, but also I want to, uh, you know, I don't have any children and I would love right. to adopt. Aww. And if I adopt a child, I want, you know, I want to have a partner right. to be there physically, emotionally and mentally there for me and the child. So, so, so here's the deal, Anita. It, it, when I look at that old picture of my life, which is a metaphor, a lot of times metaphors when we're talking to other people, sometimes we'll even show us pictures of our own life because then we can understand what that person needs to hear. And even though the situations are slightly different, I'm being shown that you do need to have a switch, but it's in your thinking. Your lifestyle is perfectly fine. You're not being controlled by a relationship or anything of that nature. You're letting your brain control you. Your your brain's telling you that you can't do anything. You can't go through the green light until certain things outwardly have changed. And that for you is completely not true. Your brain needs to stop telling you that you're limited by what's going on in your outside world. You're not being limited. Your mind is is making all these rules. So I, I think it's important that you stop thinking about how the outside world has to match in order for everything to start blooming. And you need to start to tell yourself that you're free because you are. You're completely free. Nothing is holding you back. Only your brain. 
So what you're saying is I could, even in this scenario, go ahead and adopt if I felt like and if I was open to it. Well, well, here's the deal. You haven't even met anyone to have a relationship with. <laughs> and No, I haven't. <laughs> no. So see how you're, you're taking the horse above the cart sort of thing, you know, that, that old saying. So I think if you can just start to let yourself be free, feel like a single person because you basically are in my mind, and then see what happens. But you're, okay. you're, you're like waiting for all these lovely, these other things to happen. You're thinking that they're holding you back and they're not. They're an illusion. You've created an illusion that's forcing you to do things that you're, you haven't even done. And you're telling yourself you can't have a great life until you do these things, but you're not doing them. I'm saying go have a great life, then figure it out. You can get a divorce in a second if you want to, if you meet someone, and then the two of you can go adopt a child. But don't let your brain hold you back. Okay, that's good. Oh, and, and, and I just want to point out for everyone who's listening, maybe if you were listening, you saw, you could have felt Anita's voice change when she finally could hear what I was talking about. I finally said it in a way where your being could take it in, absorb the information, and your energy shifted. You actually got free. It's like a, a cage opening up and the bird gets to fly out. It was beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Good. Uh, and what, um, how many spirit guides do I have? Is, is there a message that they're telling me? I People tell me all the time I'm intuitive, but you I are. guess I'm not. Yes, but I'm so intuitive for others. But I think with me, you know, the ego comes in. So what are my spirit guides telling me now? And right. how many of them you are You do have 11 guides. I won't be able to go into too much more detail because our phone lines are filled. Yes. And so I want to be able okay. to get to other callers. But you do have 11 guides. And when you want to read your energy or to feel or sense metaphors, get out of your gorgeous brain and sit in your lower abdomen. This is um, an important skill set that everyone learned to develop, to get out of the head and sit where our emotions are, which are just below the belly button. So try to bring your presence to that part of your body and then ask your questions with your awareness there. You're going to be surprised by how much information you get for yourself personally and also how your intuition will expand for others that you also communicate with. Okay, one last question. Do you have a class <laughs> on intuition? Uh, it's a general question. It'll help everyone. Sure. Every class I teach, I teach about intuition. I do have some classes coming up uh, this summer um, about spirit guides and mediumship. You can go to my website, intuitive.com, energyintuitive.com. Sorry about that. And um, go to the events page, and all my workshops are there listed. Thank you. Thank You're you welcome. So Have a gorgeous day in Georgia. Yeah, thanks, Anita, for calling in. Leaves another line open at the Marie Manu Cherry Show. And uh, today we're talking about symbolism. If you'd like to participate, it's 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. Let's head off to uh, Kansas City. We have Ooh. Catherine calling in. So, Catherine, sounds like you're having a, or looks like you're having weird feelings lately. Is that what it is? Um, uh yeah, but um, but actually, I didn't realize you're talking about symbolism, so I can actually switch gears from that. <laughs> actually, we never know. Those weird no, feelings that, yeah. could be the whole thing, right? Just, I mean, we don't know. Yeah, yeah, throw it out there. You never know. Um, I just wanted to give you a shout out and send you some love from from Casey and from me. Oh, thank you. We appreciate um, that. Yeah, I I would say all week I've just had kind of a weird feeling, almost like 
like I'm about to get hit by a car or something. <laughs> All right, we don't really want that. Okay, so this is a perfect example, example, Catherine, about how we can look at metaphors. So I'm sure that your brain is translating this, not your feelings. Totally different experience here. And and humans, because most of the time when we think, we're, we're thinking in fearful ways. It has been a weird week, I must admit, from even my own personal experience. I don't know really, really what's going on in the cosmos. Well, I know a little bit because I was reading Christopher Rindstrom's site recently, and there's some weird stuff with with Saturn and Neptune. And anyway, so I, I think that that could be a part of it. But your brain is telling you something scary. And and yet, I promise you, if you needed to take care of yourself, if your intuition was going to send you a metaphor, a symbolic message that you needed to be careful for your safety, it would come across in a neutral way, not in a fearful way. So we know when we get fear, that's the brain. And the brain, even though the third eye is there, the third eye needs freedom to express itself. So when we overthink, we contract the third eye and it doesn't get to um, be its magnificent self. So you want to drop into your abdominal cavity and feel what I interpreted. And and I think you're trying to sneak down there right now and kind of get into your emotions more than your head. I think something really cool is around the corner. So something exciting is about to happen, but you're letting your brain interpret the message and it's incorrect. It's not something bad. Yeah, I think I think just weird, like a weird state of flux. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, you know, I think something I'm, I'm good. Not be afraid, definitely. Yes. You know. So, so let me say it one more time. Intuition is rarely, if ever, expressed in a fearful way, even if it's trying to alert you to a potential, you know, uh, dangerous situation. It doesn't go, "Oh my God, run!" Intuition isn't like that. Intuition will say. Uh, if you're about to cross a busy street and there's fast traffic that you can't see just around the corner, it will literally say, please step up back on the curb. Or you may feel arms gently pushing up against you so you don't step off the curb. It's very subtle and and very compassionate and kind. It's not fearful. So you're misinterpreting it. Uh, and, and so if you could just drop into your abdomen, because I think you're feeling excitement versus a warning of danger. I think you're feeling excitement. You've been wanting a lot of things to change in your life. You've been working really hard on it. I think things are about to come down the pike. And I think even though you want this, you're scared and you're misinterpreting the metaphor. That that sounds good. I mean, excitement, that, that rings true to me. Exactly. And Absolutely. notice how your voice is calming down. That's always an indicator, too, that we're... We're hearing accurately, we're feeling accurately, we're interpreting perfectly well because we feel a calmness or a centeredness to us. And that's how we know that our we're translating our metaphors correctly because of that felt sense. Um, one thing when you talked about symbols, um, I've been seeing three fours in a row all the time now. And for a year and a half, I was seeing three threes everywhere. Uh, and so uh, it's interesting. I just uh, I think that a lot of people out there are seeing numbers as, as symbols. Yeah, and numbers like when you're getting beautiful four is a, a stable number. It's a beautiful stable number in numerology. When you're seeing you know combinations of of like a bunch of numbers that are the same or elevens or twenty two because those are good numbers. Those are your guides just talking to you saying, yes, you're on the right track. Yes, you're on the right track. In fact, when you see those numbers, I would question, what was I just thinking about? What was I just feeling? Because a lot of times our guides are trying to remind us to stay in that frequency that we're in when we look at the number. It's a, it's a validation of, you know, we're doing a good job, we're moving in the right place, keep it up. That's perfect. 
Thank you so much for calling in. Thanks, and I'm so happy for your book and your German translation and all that. So have a great year. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful year yourself. <laughs> That's awesome. I know. Isn't that great? And guess what? The book's going to get translated into Russian. Really? Yeah. Look at you. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple other publishers out there, too, who are uh, working with Sounds True for translation rights um, in other countries, but Russian. So I think it's at the end of this year, the beginning of next year. If you're Russian, you'll be able to open up Intuitive Self-Healing and read it um, without having to translate it in your mind um, back to Russian. <laughs> I knew it had something to do with the meteorite that fell. Just Oh, really? So, well, oh. That's, that, there's power right there. Ooh. Ooh, I love Power. it. I love it. I uh, love it. One more before we scoot off to our next break. Let's take Jennifer now calling in from California. Sounds like she's having some uh, some health issues. Let's uh, see if we can help her out. Jennifer, welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show. Hi, thanks. Hi, Marie. Hello. What can I do for you? I love you? what you do. Oh, thank you. you know, thank you so much. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Really kind I was you. introduced to you. I, I heard you on the Alan Cohen Show on Hay House, and I was just mesmerized. And I was, uh, yeah, so I've been following you ever since. You know, I love Alan. He is such a sweet and kind and generous man, you know, because he's been in the business for a very long time. He's got a great following. He's, his books have, you know, been um, republished and republished, you know, many editions. And he is just incredibly generous, um, very kind and supportive man. So I can see why you would listen to his show. If I had time, Absolutely. more time, I would be too. So what can I yeah. do for you? <laughs> um, so it's interesting that you're talking about symbolism today because what I'm dealing with is just some physical changes that have been happening in my body. And um, it's it's really interesting how it's bringing up um, one of the, one of my big things is really how I've learned to love my body and accept it. And that's really been my life's path. And I'm finding that the metaphor, the symbolism that's coming up for me right now is challenging me to stay accepting and loving of my body. I've basically been dealing with I just feel like really crazy mood swings and hormonal things, and um, all of my tests are coming back normal, of course. <laughs> um, and I was just would love to get your perspective. I'm I'm willing to accept this as a um, can I stay true to myself and love myself even you know, really just stay kind and, and gentle with my body. And there's this part of me that's like, just wants it to be over. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think you're doing all the right things. I mean, you went to the doctor and you've had checkups. If you're seeing a conventional doctor and your tests are normal, I would consider a holistic practitioner because mm-hmm. um, naturopathic doctors know how to really get down to the finite you know, shifts that could be supported through natural supplements and homeopathy. So that's something to consider. But I I agree, your soul wants to feel safe, even when it feels like there's chaos in the body, especially when you do go to conventional medicine, they say you're fine, which is good. That's wonderful. We want to celebrate Uh that, that you're healthy. So yes, there's this, I think in many, many lifetimes, you have had um, serious things happen in your health. And, and actually, in, in some of the lifetimes I'm looking at, you were a physician, um, like one of those old school physicians, like in kind of more of the pioneer times that did um, house visits. And so mm-hmm. you took care of the entire family and sometimes the family pets, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so you had these great relationships with people, you know, really profound relationships, people. You followed them from birth to death um, if they died before you did. Um, and, mm-hmm. and in those days, you know, we died of illnesses that we don't die of today. So 
you know, there was an antibiotics and the virus, you know, a flu virus could really take down a whole family, you know. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I think that you've been in fear of illness, even though when I look at this one particular lifetime, you were completely healthy the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, had this great health. You lived a long time. Um, but I for whatever reason, you carried on the fear, maybe because you're not a doctor in this lifetime and maybe you feel healthy if you're a doctor. I'm not really sure. Um and so you're doing all the right things by learning to look down at your body, even if it's some th- something's kind of off, and being okay with it, embracing it, embracing the weird feelings that you're getting. Part of when I look at your energetic system that's a little off that could help reduce the stress and the anxiety is at the tip of your crown chakra um, that's in the top of your head. This is the seventh chakra. There, uh-huh. there are sparks flying off the tip. And there's not supposed to be sparks flying off the tip. This is your connection from a metaphoric place. Your connection is source or God okay. or spirit, right? Whatever you believe in. And the sparks tell me that you're having a hard time letting creation or the universe love you unconditionally. And so you're not completely allowing the flow of light to come through the crown chakra. And so then there's these sparks going off because there's a little interference. And this can actually create a little bit of havoc with your neurological system where you could have pain in some places or tingling or numbness or just feeling off or off center because you're getting mixed messages through your neurological system. So I would really work on letting that flow of unconditional love, letting creation adore you because it does anyway and letting all of that into your body don't let it out just let it in and let it stay in wow that really resonates with me thank you so much i will absolutely um I, i'm feeling you know very committed i, I want to get back to having my spiritual practice and really allowing that in so that is exactly what i needed to hear Yay, congratulations. Have a beautiful day in California. Yeah, thanks, Jennifer, for calling in. And uh, I think we've got a, a few more minutes left in the show. If you'd like to give us a call at the Marie Manucherry Show, we have uh, Pam and also Lisa standing by. So uh, be patient with us. 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. And uh, shall we scoot off to a break? That would be great. We'll right. be right back. Have you been thinking about heading down a healthier path, but aren't quite sure where to begin? Marie has a set of DVDs that can help steer you in the right direction, with wisdom, insight, and a dash of humor. The Healing From Within series imparts practical tools you can easily use to expand personal health. Marie collaborated with frequent radio guest and naturopath, Dr. Sheila Dunmerit to produce four DVDs that include detoxification, heart health, brain health and hormones the dvd series can be purchased online at energyintuitive.com or by calling 425-825-5671 wisdom within is a new talk radio show featuring psychic medium and healer lindsey paul and animal intuitive and healer shauna fisher from your lunch break to vacation from your car to your kitchen from despair to newfound awareness. Join this enthusiastic duo as they fearlessly tap into the depths of wisdom and help you soar to new heights by answering your ultimate questions. Get your weekly dose of spirituality with a kick of reality rolled into one hour, Thursdays at 1 p.m., 
Get out of your head and tune into your soul. Marie is headed to the East Coast this March to present and sign copies of Intuitive Self-Healing at a variety of venues. Her first stop will be Asheville, North Carolina at Malaprop's Bookstore, Tuesday, March 19th at 7 p.m. March 20th and 21st, she will be making her way to the Alchemist Bookstore in Richmond, Virginia for a book signing and workshop. Then on March 22nd, Marie will be in Charlottesville, Virginia to present at the Virginia Festival of the Book. She will then finish her trip in Charlottesville on March 23rd with a workshop on intuitive health. Find out more about these events and others in 2013 at energyintuitive.com. I was leaving an exercise class. All of a sudden, the pain started. My entire chest. Shortness of breath. Very fatigued. Nauseated. Thought that it was nothing much, maybe just stress. You're having a heart attack. I'm healthy. I'm young. There's no way it could be my heart. No way. Heart disease doesn't discriminate. Listen to your body. Go get checked. Heart disease is the number one killer in women. And this is something that we can fight. Visit GoRedForWomen.org to learn a woman's risk for heart disease. Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. You're listening to the refreshingly different Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle. I think it's 46 degrees, but where, <laughs> wherever you are, whatever part of the world you're I don't in. See a thermometer. How did you pull that off? Like, I'm very intuitive. I, I'm very that's intuitive. That's why we have this show. That, oh, you're so sweet. Wherever you are in the world, we hope you're having a gorgeous day. A week from tomorrow, I will be at the Northwest Women's Show on a Friday at noon. I'm talking about my book and signing books. So I hope uh, that you can show up. The Northwest Women Show, show, the doors open at 11. So if you can get there when the doors open up and then find me, I'm on the AARP stage in the beautiful CenturyLink Event Center. That's where the Northwest Women Show is this year. And I will be giving a little talk before I run off and do a Reiki workshop. And yes, we're not doing the commercial anymore because I think we only had one slot left. So uh, Alyssa, in her um, wisdom, made sure that Benny pulled the commercial (laughs) and all that good stuff. Uh, So the Reiki workshop is coming up a week, next weekend, not this weekend, but next weekend. And for those of you who are traveling outside of Washington or even from far places in Washington, but outside of Washington to Seattle, I wish you safe travels. And I hope you love your accommodations. And of course... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that everyone's going to have a wonderful time because I've never not had a wonderful time when I've, uh, when I teach and particularly a Reiki workshop, it's a really phenomenal experience to watch people lay hands on other people sometimes for the very first time. It's phenomenal. It's an amazing experience. I'm looking forward to that. 
What's also great about the Northwest Women's mm-hmm. Show, it's very popular here in the Northwest uh, from all around people flock to see. I've been going there probably for about 10 years really? as representation for the other stations here. And wow. um, the one you broadcast from, KKNW, right now, they're they have a stage. Yep, we're going to have I our know. own stage down there. You'll meet a lot of the hosts. I'm actually emceeing the stage oh. for a little bit. This will be on Saturday. Yeah, on Saturday. So I'm you... teaching, so I can't come. Ah, that's okay. Yeah, next year. We see each other quite often. We do. That's true. So, yeah, Saturday and a lot of the hosts from the the show will be there, and I'm sure it'll be wonderful. It's really fun. I mean, thousands of people go to the Northwest Women's Show. I've never not had a great time. It's so hard not to, and there's so many great vendors and spiritual awareness and other show hosts that are walking around, and you get to meet them and be part of what's really uh, close to community for us, too, being in the Northwest, Um, and, and also bringing like-minded people together as as far as women and men aren't discouraged they are right. welcome They're to there. come even though it has the the hey, label if you're a single Coast. guy it's a good place to go <laughs> well marie that's actually i was going to bring that up were you there's going to be the firefighters oh. they obviously will be there a lot and they they actually do a fashion <clears throat> show okay it's the highlight i think Alyssa like stood up Alyssa likes she it got yeah perked up a little bit and, <laughs> and, and, and hey. usually whenever i'm there at the same time, I'm giving a talk. They have the firefighter, uh, you know, fashion show. So I've missed it a few times, but I always make it to the firefighter booth and check out, you know, their latest fashions. <laughs> who's, who's up for a month? You like Mr. March or? <laughs> I, you know, I haven't looked at those. Sure, you haven't. <laughs> I've dated a firefighter Hello. guy who was in the calendar, though. Wow. One of the calendars, See, yeah. here we go. <laughs> yeah. I've got some more uh, information. More, more scoop on Marie. Uh oh. Great. Good show. Yeah. Well, let's uh, move forward. Let's bring on Lisa. She's calling in from Phoenix. And you are listening to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, by the way, if you're just tuning in. And it looks like uh, Marie, Lisa, is uh, not seeing seeing quite clearly for herself. So let's see if we can help Lisa out. Welcome to the show. Hi, Marie. Hi, Lisa. How are you? I'm good. I actually met you in Phoenix not too long ago. My husband and I attended uh, your session here, and we absolutely loved it. Uh, um, thank you for so. doing that. And I love Changing Hands Bookstore. I, I, I most likely will be returning later on this uh, year to that area. And then I'm hoping to teach a Reiki workshop in January in Phoenix. So I'm um, Really? Uh, yeah. I'm taking the show on the road a little bit, you could say. So I'm looking love forward it. to that. What can I do for you? Okay, so you left me with a couple burning questions. Love <laughs> yeah. the workshop, and so um, I just it just keeps coming back to me. So I, I emailed, and they said, "Hey, call in and ask." Right, so, I can't answer um, questions on email anymore. I used to, but then I would sure. never be able to see clients or talk on the radio. <laughs> no, I understand. So here, here's where yeah. where I've been. Um, we talked a little bit in the session. Just I've got cataracts. I'm, I'm right. fairly young. That's a good way to say I'm young um, for cataracts. And one of the things we talked about is just how I don't see myself clearly. Right. And right. that just keeps coming back to me and back to me of what am I missing? And <laughs> um, so with that, I just could be quiet and say, what am I missing that I'm not seeing myself clearly? Sure. sure. Um, if that makes sense. And I have so. just a burning medical question. Do you know if your cataracts are um, from birth or have they developed over time in your adult years? Do you know? Because my you I, know, I have a child who has them from birth and then I have okay. a dear friend who has them from birth too. So were you born with cataracts or have they been, you know, uh, getting worse and worse over, uh, over the, the years? Yep, just the last couple of years is okay. when they developed. Okay. So. so what it means regardless anyway, whether you have them from infancy or, um, you know, cataracts or they develop, it, what it means is that you're not seeing yourself clearly. You're right. And what that means is that you can't, you ha- the way you see yourself is not at all about who you are. In other words, there's a whole other part of yourself, a completely different person 
than who, who you have been so far that you haven't let out of the box. That's what it okay. means. And so what okay. I, I would do is get very curious about that. Like, if if I'm not who I think I am, what am I? And maybe ask yourself that question once you've got into some sort of meditation state. Again, focusing on your physical body, getting really present, feeling your hands or your feet and, and moving inward. Because it's an inward experience that you're wanting to unleash. You want to unleash an identity that you have with yourself that you haven't given yourself permission to explore. It's probably because it's going to scare the crud out of you. Like if someone had told me that I was going to be the person I am today, I would have probably gone crazy. I was I was a very shy kind of introverted person, very, very shy, very self-conscious. And now, you know, now I'm obviously not that way at all. And uh, I I would have been um, horrified to think that this is the type of person I would be. So it's a good thing. I promise you, it's not a bad thing. It's not like you're this weird, weird serial killer or anything like that. (laughs) It just means that there's something really, really cool and magnificent about you, which you already know. You can feel it. You can feel it. And you need to let it out of the box. Okay, so the second part of my question had to do with energy. And and one of the things you said to me in the class is, I don't believe you can't feel energy. Yeah, is I don't that believe that. Related it's true. To <laughs> <when>? <laughs> right. So 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 metaf- yes, metaphorically, let's look at this. So first of all, I've said um you're not seeing yourself in your true essence, number 1, and then I also said apparently in the class that you are feeling energy even though you've said to me that you don't. So Two things are going on that you're not able to pick up on. And so metaphorically, what that would mean, let's just say, that you're thinking about it, but you're not feeling it. You're trying to decipher information through your brain, which I do not recommend. Your brain is to remind you to listen to the show at the right time. Put the right gas in your car if you're driving to work or whatnot. Eat the right food. Like my guides recently told me that I need to stop eating these beautiful peanut butter breakfast bars if I want to lose a few pounds. So, okay, I had pepperoni for breakfast and some salad. So so what's happening is you need to hook up into your emotions. You cannot solve any of this through your brain. It's not going to happen. You need to get out of your head and you need to start feeling your feelings. And that's when you're going to be able to identify, A, whatever you need to know about your magnificence, and B, so that you'll be able to see for yourself as the individual that you can feel energy. And so no one's going to tell me this, are they? Because I keep asking. But you're asking from your brain. You need to stop trying to analyze this from your brain because you're not going to get the answer from your brain. It's, it's, you have a great brain. It's been very helpful for you, but it's not going to get you to where you want to be now. Now you need to disengage from it. It will work 10 times better if you disengage from it. It's a fabulous tool, but the way you're trying to use it, it can't function that way. It's, it's, it's not meant to. So you need to get away from it, detach, sit in your body, feel your hips, feel your legs, feel your rib cage. Let yourself start to create a relationship with your senses, your multisensory ability, and stop trying to analyze something that cannot be analyzed through, through the brain. Um, allow your being to understand your metaphors. Okay? As, as it's the last piece of it, um, one of the things that I just keep asking myself, there's been moments of movement in my body. And, and it's almost like, yeah, I know. It's like, oh, I just felt something. Yes. <laughs> um, and so there seems to be a pre- 
presence I'm feeling. Is that real or am yes. I imagining no, that? And it's you. It's your presence. You're scared of yourself. It's adorable, you know, because it's not like you're feeling pain or like someone's cutting your arm off. You're feeling like a flutter or some sort of movement in your body and you're terrified to connect to it. So when those moments happen again, breathe into them, tell yourself that you're safe and spend as much time there as you possibly can. And thank you so much for calling in. Cool. Thanks, Lisa. And I think we have time for maybe just one more caller. We'll head off to Spokane. We have Pam calling in to the Marie Emanuel Cherry Show. She wants to know how she can feel a little more grounded. Ooh. Hi, Pam. How are you? Hey, Marie. Thanks for taking my call. I'm shocked I got through. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you did. And and so the question was, how can you feel more grounded? Oh, that's such a good question for you, um, Pam. That's a really good question because you tend not to be grounded. So how did you know what within your awareness led you to believe that you're not grounded? Well, I relate to the previous caller that I'm in my head mm-hmm. and I'm not allowing Mother Earth to support me, that I'm not allowing the connection that is there. Right. Okay, that's excellent. That's wonderful. Good. And notice how you got that information from yourself, how wise and capable each of us truly, truly is. So you got that information. Now, if you were to ask your senses, what does my being need in order to allow this connection to the Earth? What comes up for you if you were to ask yourself that question? To allow myself to go in and feel. Ooh, and and maybe even feel the earth? Yes. Right, feel the soil, feel the plants, feel the worms, feel rocks. Even what would be fun for you, because you're very visual, is to even imagine that your energy is going through a lake and that you're, you're moving through the lake even and you're able to see, you know, massive roots of trees and um, huge boulders that are deep within the earth. Really let yourself go deep, deep, deep into the planet. A lot of people are kind of afraid of this form of grounding because it's kind of dark. You know, the earth, soil is dark. You know, it's not bright, light, shining, but it's rich and it's very supportive and it's nurturing. I also think that you, there's this fear of being nurtured. And and when we allow ourselves to truly connect to the earth and we are granted this beautiful source of compassion um, and the ability to receive enormous love. So, uh, good. You answered your questions all by yourself. I'm impressed. Good job. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks, Pam, for calling in. Oh, how it actually went... Excuse me, a little quicker than we thought. So maybe, <laughs> she did such a good job. I know. That's a, did she need to call in? I mean, <laughs> she should maybe have her own show. Well, here. you know, one of the things I, I wanted to mention too is that pretty soon I'm going to start taking off in some airplanes coming up. And in the middle of March, I'm heading to Virginia, North Carolina. Your private plane, of course. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, we're even trying to upgrade those seats so that Alyssa can have more legroom because Alyssa's a very tall lady. Um, and she's going to be traveling with well, me, which is so wonderful. You both deserve the best regardless. Oh, you so, are so sweet. You know, moving You're... forward yeah. to the front, the both of you. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yep. Um, but I'll be in Virginia at the Festival of the Book. I'm really grateful they invited me. In fact, I also get the pleasure of speaking to some faculty at the Virginia University while I'm there. I'll be at three different um, events as well, speaking and I'm signing books, and I'll be doing two workshops while I'm in the area as well. So you can go to my website, energyintuitive.com, and look at all the events. Because maybe you want to hang out with me when I'm in North Carolina or Richmond or Charlottesville, which is exciting. And then when I get home, I get to rest for a little bit. And then I'm heading to Chicago because I was asked if I would be the morning keynote speaker hey. on Saturday for the Healing Touch program. I'm thrilled. 
thrilled, 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 really. I've never been to Chicago either. That's great. I know. I'm super excited. And Alyssa can't join me, but my dear friend Andrea, who lovely, luckily will um, jump on a plane at Traveling companion. Yeah. So she's going to meet me because we get a vendor table so we can sign books and talk to people while we're there. So I will be at the Healing Touch Program's regional conference, um, of course, talking and signing books and hopefully giving Lots of people hugs because um, I'm going to be in my element. I'm going to be around a lot of healers and nurses, and I'm super excited. And someone has to reload all those pens for all exactly. the signatures you have. So, I mean, someone's yeah. got to do it. Exactly. And Andrea's right. happy to she's do perfect. it. Yeah, she's perfect. <laughs> uh, let's try Sylvia from Renton. She will be our last call for the day. It looks like she has a question around a physical spine and also first and second chakras. Wonderful. So, Sylvia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. What can I do for you, Sylvia? Well, you know, I, I'm a massage therapist, and my body is how I live my livelihood. I, I'm actually taking your Reiki class Yay! next weekend, so I'm moving into energy work, which is I know where I was supposed to go exactly. in the first place. Exactly. And so in September, I injured my um, my spine, and I have four, all four lumbar discs are bulging, and I've Aww. been to so many healers. I've done so much internal work, right. and I'm like, what am I still not hearing from spirit my physical body (laughs) so that we can move completely through all of the symptoms. Well, you know, bones are about stubbornness. And and I've certainly injured a few of my bones. I'm fairly stubborn. In fact, for a long time, when I first became a nurse, I worked in this lovely, gorgeous um, long-term care facility, a nursing home. It was really a stunning place. And I kept hearing guidance. Of course, I didn't even know anything about spirit guides that I needed to go apply at Evergreen Hospital. But for some reason, I just wouldn't do it. I procrastinated, procrastinated until one day I'm rollerblading and I fall and I break my scaphoid bone in my wrist so I can't work, <laughs> literally can't work because I was in a spica cast. And and I, so I decided, oh, what the heck, I'll just go apply at the hospital. They'll probably say no because I have this cast on. They hired me on the spot, even though they had to wait six weeks before I could actually start working. And that's where I opened up. That's where I began to see, hear, and feel energy was while I was an oncology nurse. So you have these problems going on in your bones because you're stubborn. You've known for a long time you need to leave massage work, not because you're not a great masseuse, you are, but there's more to you and it's time for you to evolve and expand and express your healing abilities in different ways to bring yourself your own personal joy, but also your clients, you know, so you can take them further on the journey. So the spine, again, is about not letting go and about not getting out of the way. Uh, I would consider getting seeing a chiropractor because they're really good at helping the nucleus calm down and move back into its healthy perspective. Um, they're very, very good at it. A good chiropractor can help with abruption at 99% even. So I would recommend that. And, and then I would take actual practical steps, like taking the workshop is perfect, um, but start telling people that you're going to do energy work now. Maybe start telling your clients, hey, I'm going to do a little bit of energy work right now. Is that okay for you? Because they're going to love it. They're going right. to love it. Right. Okay, great. Thank you. And and I'm sending beautiful light to your back, too. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. I'll see you in, a, in about a week. A- absolutely. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much, Marie. You're welcome. Thanks, Sylvia, for calling in. Concludes our symbolism ah, show for the day. Ah, metaphors and symbols, one of my favorite things to talk about and to teach so that everyone can feel um, that information coming to them personally in their own life because everyone deserves that. It's been a fascinating show. Even talking about whatever we talked about the first of the hour, yeah, that, that was, was weird. I'm sorry for that. that no, was just like a waste I thought it was 15 minutes. Right not there. at all. I, I was so heated. I apologize. I, dis- I disagree. I-, I think it was actually really interesting and, okay. and important. <sighs> and that way, we remember that we're all one. We're not separate, and that we can all love each other, no matter um, 
what our body looks like, what um, color our skin might be, our hair color, what religion we are, what part of the world we live in. We're all one, and we're very fortunate to be part of one great source. So have a great day, everybody. Thank you, Benny. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. 